The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with host Beth Green. I'm Helen Hillix DeSanto, and I'm covering for James for a couple of weeks after he has had retinal surgery. So today's topic is turning loss into gain without lying, pretending, or rationalizing. Let's do it. Of course, everybody has experienced loss, a loved one, a home, a job, money, business, health, and or capacities. We all face it. We also start this process even when we're little kids. We lose our teeth. We lose our carefree lives. The more we grow up, oh, I've got to do chores. Mm -hmm. You know, we're losing that carefree life of irresponsibility, and we feel it as a loss. We lose our belief in Santa. But as we age, we really lose a lot more, and it's not fun. You know, when you're a young person, the future looks so bright, and we all think in the future about acquiring things, acquiring an education, a career, a family, a husband, a wife, kids, if you want kids. But as we age, we just face more and more loss and less and less gains. But whatever our age, it's the same process, which is how do we turn loss into gain without lying to ourselves, pretending or rationalizing? Today, we'll face these questions head on. What have you lost? What did you gain? Did you piss and moan and then evolve? Or did you just piss and moan and piss and moan some more? (laughs) You know, I can't help thinking about past relationships where I thought of something that I just had to have, somebody that I had to have, and how upset I was when I lost it. And then come to find out I was actually, it was such a gift to me to lose that relationship. So today we're going to take this on directly, and we really invite you to call in with your questions or send them via email, and let's just move into this topic. Beth? Well, thank you, Helen. It's so nice to have you on. Um, Well, I want to tell you that we've uh, gotten a couple of letters already from people, emails, of people who think they may not be able to call in today but wanted to throw in their question, which which is absolutely delightful. So I'd like to spend a couple of minutes, though, talking about loss. And first I want to say that if any of you have lost something of great significance to you, I am not going to try to poo-poo that or try to make it sound like that was no loss or, you know, tell you to buck up or any of those good things Uh, because that's not very reasonable. I mean, that's why even in the show description I said, well, do you piss and moan and then get over it or do you just piss and moan and piss and moan because pain is pain and loss is loss and uh, you know, it's something that people have lost loved ones or they've lost things that are very meaningful to them and it hurts. And I am not going to deny that loss hurts. 
But what I want to do is take a look at the way we look at the world and understand more about why we're, the way we're reacting to loss and why we feel the way we do. So it occurs to me that there's a couple of ways of uh, dealing with loss. Well, the first thing is what is loss? It's like, well, you have something and then you don't have it anymore. It's kind of that simple, isn't it? Uh, oh, I lost my keys. <laughs> uh, I lost my favorite dolly. Uh, I lost my best friend. I lost my home. I lost my life. I lost my health. I lost my husband, whatever. Okay, this is something that we have and that we don't have anymore. And that's kind of as simple as it gets, is that's what loss is. Now, a lot of us talk about loss about things that really we don't have. I I wrote a book called God's Little Aphorisms, and one of the aphorisms is you cannot lose what you do not have. And uh, I, you know, in kind of reviewing in my head, well, what do we tend to think of as loss? Well, I lost that guy to her. Well, I never had that guy, did I? In fact, I may not even have had a relationship with that guy except in my own head. So um, there's that. There's the, we often complain about the loss of something that really doesn't belong to us or we never had it. And that's something I really want us to take a look at. So take a moment, will you, and just say to yourself, that just review in your head some of the things that you've moaned about or been upset about that you've lost and ask yourself if you really ever had it, like I lost that job, the one that went to my friend or that went to some competitor and I never had the job. So think about that for a moment. How many things we claim we've lost that we didn't have. So now, hopefully, you're still with me and you've thought of a couple of things. Now, now let's take a look at some of the things. So can we laugh about that? You know, the claim we've lost something. Uh, now, the next thing I'd like to take a look at is that what we gain when we lose something, and Helen was already alluding to that. Oh my God, I lost that relationship. Now, have you yourself ever been with a friend, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, who complained and complained and complained about their relationship, and then, duh, finally it comes to an end, and then they complain and complain and complain about the loss of the relationship? I bet you have. Well, I think we've all heard that. So uh, we notice often that we, uh, we attach ourselves to something and we uh, complain about it and then we, cl- we complain about the loss of it. So we're obviously not looking at the gain, are we? So I have a wonderful comment somebody wrote into us, Irene from San Diego, and she's going to exemplify this aspect of loss. She says uh, she may not be able to listen into live to the show, but she loved the topic and she wrote this out. So she says, what I have lost and gained. I've lost youth, sense of unending time to do things, husbands, physical strength and endurance, some of my eyesight, a lot of my short-term memory capacity, Sense that anything was possible, expectation of major changes in my life are ahead of me. Now, obviously, this is an aging person, right? Because all these things are youth-related. Now, what did she gain? Freedom, relaxation, comfort with myself and life's evolution, 
better relationship skills, more intimacy with more people, more realistic concept of who I am, uh, belief and developing sense of my being connected to everything, more love for everything, including myself, and delight in small pleasures. Well, you know, as you're aging, you really have to delight in small pleasures because you don't always get any other kind. Okay. So this is lovely, isn't it? Oh, yes, I've lost this and I've lost that. And, you know, sometimes we actually can feel that, but sometimes we can't. Even though those things are true, we, we experience something. Okay, let's say I've lost a dog. And um, but in the process of losing that dog, what I've gained is freedom. I can travel. I can go out. I don't have to worry because naturally I can't just leave my dog. Uh, I could get very, the dog might be upset. So... Um, you know, there are things that are tragic and sad, but that I can actually see again. But now here we have another question, and that is very cool because I think this brings the whole issue to a head, if you guys are following me. Is everybody with me here? Helen? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I'm with you. Great, James. Thanks. With James you. is with us. James is with us today, even though he's not co-hosting. He's got one more week of vacation next week of being the co-host. And now here's a great letter from Christine. And she said, I won't be able to listen. Hi, Beth, James, and Helen. I won't be able to listen to today's Inside Out show live, but I did want to send in a comment related to today's topic. Now, everybody, pay attention, because this is us, right? I was asking myself, what have I lost and what have I gained? Well, recently I feel like I've been losing a role or position or reputation where I'm the good one, the good worker, the good whatever. This is uh, Christine in in Bonzel. I'm in a growth period that is exposing my weaknesses, including my self-centeredness. Perhaps other people were already aware of my weaknesses, but I'm certainly more aware of them. And so I'm also losing my rosy self-image and denial of the impact I have on others. What I'm gaining, now, of course, she's being a good uh, audience participant from Inside Out. She's asking herself what she gained. She says, what I'm gaining is training and learning and development. It seems like people are feeling freer to give me honest feedback. So I'm also gaining more real relationships. Now, doesn't that sound fabulous, guys? I mean, what has she lost? She's lost a role, the role of being the good worker, And what is she gaining? She's gaining relationships. Now, would you think that she would be happy about that? You would think so. You would, wouldn't you? Now it says, right now, I have to admit, it doesn't feel like I'm gaining. It feels like I'm losing something. But I'm hoping that after I listen to the show, I will have a truly new perspective. Now, I love that. That is so inside out, isn't it? So honest. To say that here it is a situation that it's so obvious that there really is no, there isn't even a real loss there. It's not like the tragedy of the loss of a child or a dog or something. But she's still bemoaning the loss of something or she thinks she's bemoaning the loss of something. And, um, and I love the, the honesty about that. Now, I'm not going to address that directly at the moment uh, because I want to talk more about this other aspect of loss. Okay, I talked about loss where there's a real loss and then there's grief. And of course, we have to go through the grieving process in order to get through that loss, okay? Then there's loss that's really balanced out or counterbalanced by gain, 
which we may or may not even recognize or take in or be satisfied with. Then there's the kind of loss where we're losing something we never had, so it's not a loss at all. Now, finally, last but not least, I'd like to put out this other kind of loss, this fourth kind of loss, which is the loss of something that we think we're entitled to. Now, what do I mean by that? It can be something as visceral and painful and immediate as I've lost my eyesight. I, I wouldn't say I lost it if I never had it, right? You don't, a person who's born blind doesn't say, I've lost my eyesight. They never had that eyesight. But when we have had something and we don't have it anymore, then we have a sense of loss. Now, some of those losses are going to be intrinsic, like our eyesight. But some of those losses have to do with something that was never ours to begin with, for it, or we had no actual right to, we only thought we did. For example, have you heard people talking about, my family lost all its money in the Great Depression? I can relate to that personally. <laughs> you can? <laughs> well, you know, it's not like I lost all my money in the Great Depression, but when I chose to move, you know, for good reasons, I had to give up my business that I had in a different location, and mm-hmm. then the recession hit, and yes. I've, I've never made as much money as I made in those old days and thought I was entitled to make. Yes. And, and how do you feel about it even now? Pissed off. Yes. <laughs> so, hey, guys, you know, this is the piece that we never look at. Or I, should, I shouldn't say never because how the heck do I know whether or not you ever look at this? But let's say most people don't think in these terms. Who gave us the right to any of these things anyway? And it's so obvious when it comes to family money. That's the one that I love the most, right? Fa- oh, my God. I lost. My, my mother died, and she left all her money, my, her money to my brother. I was like, hello? Is that your money? Whoever gave you the right to that money? Or my parents lost all the money in the Great Depression, and poor me, I had to work. So, or... My family lost all its wealth that it got from the slave trade in the, the 19th century. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, boo-hoo, you poor thing. How could you take it? How could you stand this? Yeah, I uh, mean, we, and yes. I'm sorry. I, was, I felt like I was entitled to make a certain amount of money per hour because that's what I'd been making for a number of years. And then when the recession hit, nobody had any money, and the only clients I got were through insurance, which was about a third of what I was used to making. And I was enraged and felt, <laughs> and felt totally gypped. And like I, you know, why should I be working for this mere pittance, right. you know, which most pe- my dad reminded me, you know, most people would be really excited to make that amount of money per hour. <laughs> and now after seven years at that rate, yeah. almost all of my clients are insurance clients and I don't think a thing about it anymore. Oh, really? Uh, not I really. Love- I mean, I, it's occasional that I get a private client who pays more, and I'm thrilled about that, but I'm not resentful anymore. It's like that entitlement has been beat out of me by, the, by reality. So I love 
that. I love that. So what I'd like us to do, because don't you think that's the juiciest one of them all? Well, I have another one that's pretty juicy. Okay. Which is is as I've gotten older, i.e. turning 70 last week, there's the loss of capacities. I can't do the thing. Uh-oh. Things I've always been able to do, right? Uh, and here we go, getting old. And I just can't do those things. I've lost them. I I've realize that. I've lost the mental functioning. I've lost the physical strength and energy, all of that. I know, but what I'm saying, uh, what I'm saying is, does that fit into the category of entitlement? That's what I think is the juiciest topic of all, because I think many of us have dealt with losses, like, oh, I go through the grief process, whatever. Or let's see what I've gained. You know, those things are pretty common in our culture today to think about that but how many of us actually think about entitlement in terms of loss are you entitled even to your own mental capacities are you entitled to (laughs) eyesight are you entitled to make that much money those are the questions that i think are going to be the most fun to think about so we have uh, a caller from uh, San Diego. However, we're going to be going to commercial break in just a minute. And so we're not going to be calling on her yet. Uh, But we will as soon as we get back from break. So don't go away. And from San Diego, it's so nice that you're calling in. But I would like all of us to be thinking about this question while you're listening to the commercial break on Inside Out. So we'll be back soon. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there. Welcome back to Inside Out, where we look at ourselves from the inside out and we admit all the things that we don't want anyone to know about it, about us. And we have a really, really good time doing it. And before we get on with this particular show and uh, we talk to our first caller, I'd like to 
give you a sneak preview about something that's going to be coming up on Inside Out uh, in about two weeks. We are going to be starting a discussion forum on the Inside Out show. Now, how many of you have listened to the show and afterwards, you know, you're listening on the podcast and you said, oh my God, I wish I were there. I would have told them such and such or I would have loved to have shared this or I would have loved to have asked this. Well, we've decided that we should give you an opportunity and we're going to call your bluff because I bet some of you have that thought and then you never call and you never write, but we know you're out there. We are going to give you an opportunity to call in to a special phone line, a, an, an inside out uh, for discussion forum is what we're thinking we're calling it right now, where you call in on a phone line at a particular time in the week on a Thursday morning, and you can talk to each other about the show. It's going to be a great conversation. Or you can just listen in. You don't even have to talk if you don't want to. And then we're also going to be having uh, an email conversation for those who can't be on that uh, Thursday morning show. It's at 6 a.m. Pacific time. So who's? I think it's that's what it is. Well, who's going to be up for that, right? But 7 and they're eight and nine. Hey, it goes all the way to the East Coast. You could be in Europe, you know, it could be midnight. So uh, Helen, in fact, will tell you a little bit more about that later. So I'm just giving you a heads up that that is coming up, our own Inside Out discussion forum. And it's very exciting. And we hope that you open your mouth or pour it out of your fingertips and start sharing more. So speaking of sharing more, I'm going to remind you that Uh, We've talked about different kinds of losses, you know, losses that are really painful and real and uh, that we have to go through a grieving process. Losses of something that uh, we never had, and that's kind of amusing that we can laugh at ourselves that we say that we lose that. Uh, Losses of things that actually we're gaining more from and why do we keep complaining? And uh, Christine raised that. And we're going to get to you, Christine. Don't worry. I'll get to you later. And also, most importantly, the losses that have to do with a sense of entitlement. Like, who told us that this should be ours anyway? And now uh, we're going to bring on Anne from Fallbrook. Hello. Hello, Anne. Welcome. Thank you. So I love this question. I love uh, number four, one that you just mentioned, um, because that already gave me some uh, relief and clarity. Because my question, is, it was about the loss of a relationship, and it ended almost it ended like a couple of months ago already, and I feel like I have done a lot of the grieving and processed what I had lost and, and thought about what I gained as well. Right. Yes. Um, gained a lot of, of positive things that I feel like I can take into future relationships. Um, but I was was wanting to come on because I was feeling like there's just still something that I just seem to not be able to let go of. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel myself moving on. Um, I feel myself kind of like rehashing things and the relationship and I'm just wondering, what if this, what if this? And this doesn't feel resolved all the way. Um, mm-hmm. and there was something also that, that I felt, um, well, anyway, so, but the, but the entitlement really started my wheels turning, uh, because maybe that's one thing that, um, that, that I need to process about it is there is some way that I feel entitled, I think, to, or when I feel yes. a relationship doesn't work, I feel like I'm 39 years old and I should have by now 
the world owes me <laughs> a partner uh, that I want to be with and who wants to be with me for for life. I and, uh, love that, Anne. I think you have already hit the the nail on the button. No, the button on the head. Whatever that is, mm-hmm. you've hit it. I think that what 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 feels like it would be so helpful for you right now is to take a look at where you got the idea that you were entitled to a man. Mm. Mm. And what did having a man entitle you to? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's really interesting because I feel like I didn't grow up with that. I, there was no man I felt entitled to growing up, I don't think. Unless you get that I did, Phil. Well, why don't you ask me? I wanted that. Yes. Well, I, did you did you feel? Why don't you ask me? I'll, I'll use my intuitive powers here. Yes. Uh, and uh, ask me. Did did you feel entitled to a man? <laughs> did, did I feel entitled to a man? Of course. Yeah. And we <laughs> don't you know that? Can you feel that? Yes, yeah, I can feel that, uh, like a that little girl, you know. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and what gave you the feeling that you were entitled to a man in your life? <laughs> I, I don't know, other than I felt like other girls had it. I think so. That sounds right to me. <laughs> it's like, she has a daddy, because I had, the way I grew up was, um, my parents divorced when I was very young, when I was three, but we stayed in our neighborhood, which was like very Ooh. suburbia neighborhood with the, everybody had like the 2.1 kids and the soccer camp uh. and brownies and except my family broke, you know, and my father, you know, he, uh, not only, cause I actually had, did have some friends too who had divorced parents, but their father was still providing and, you know really in their life, and they just kind of, like, had two suburban houses, you know, that they went to. Yes. But, you know, we stayed in my house, and my mom really struggled, you know. And yes. um, my father, my father, you know, never, never it's really okay, wasn't provide for himself again. And so I, I, I could feel the difference, you know, very strongly between myself and the life that I had and my friends had. And yes, um, I think I did. It's funny because normally I think of myself as feeling ashamed, um, but I, I can see also that that little kid person who just is like, "Why don't I have that?" Like, see, I felt like I deserved it too. Yeah, you know, I can really understand that. Uh, I'm glad you're hitting your feelings about that. That it, it is tough. You know, uh, last week we had a show on envy, jealousy, and competitiveness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and those of you out there in our listening audience, if you didn't hear it, you missed something. Because we had a great conversation. Also, just bringing another angle in um, on on these things, really coming to understand what these qualities are and where they come from. And I think that that's really so, so, so much of what you're experiencing as loss is envy. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. And so... Having that experience and growing up with that feeling of envy of these other kids and this sense of what does it mean about me, probably, that I didn't have this, because that usually goes along with it, right, in our little uh, yeah, brains like of our childhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And so, you know, why? Because I think you're totally right. If you were brought up in a different era or in a different neighborhood where yeah. you know, there were everybody had a single mom, you wouldn't feel entitled. No, and you know, as I got, well, actually, because it did help later, when I was in sixth grade, we moved into Los Angeles to an area with, which was much more, the kids were much more like me there. Yes. And it was a lot easier. Then. Yes. So, okay, thanks. So I think that if you if you see that about that yourself, then you also get to look at this question. Um, if I didn't feel entitled, <laughs> and, and and to a man, and if yeah. that entitled, which is really just the cover up for feeling like there was something wrong with you that you didn't have one, right? And that's what now I could see. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Like, I was just going to ask you to I'm follow that train of thought. Mm-hmm, how would I feel? And um. You're hitting on the second part of my question was like, wow, what, one thing that I feel like I've lost that I haven't regained yet is this feeling like that comes back to me every time I'm single again is this attack, this constant like negative feeling I have about myself when I'm not yes. in a relationship. And um, that's, I hate that even more than just being single. <laughs> I don't really mind being single. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's that negative way I see myself when I am and must be because of the way I judge myself or feeling like maybe I'm worthless, not all of that. Um, yes, yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. if I didn't feel entitled, it would be, I could relax. Yes, you know? I think you're, you're really, uh, really getting to something important for you, uh, Anne, that um, just kind of to summarize what you're saying. So you had a sense of, there was something wrong with you and probably your whole family because you were the family that stuck out that didn't have the man. Yeah. So you have a judgment, a negative judgment, and you're angry at your mother and father, but pro- probably mostly your mother, at putting you in that situation. And you're mm-hmm. angry. It's like, I should have this. I should have this. I should have this. So mm-hmm. you're angry with her, and you feel embarrassed and ashamed in front of the other kids that you think there's something wrong with you, even though that makes no sense whatsoever, right? And so yeah. when you don't have a man... Just to summarize this whole thing, you are, you're just thrown back into that childhood feeling of sticking out, being embarrassed yeah. and ashamed, right? And what you're saying is, is so important because when you think about it, what you lose when you don't have the relationship is you lose the cover for the shamed child. In other yeah. words, you you're still feel like that shamed child, but it gets covered up when there's a man there. So I uh, remember I asked you what is uh, and you know what is it for you know you felt um okay I'm entitled to have a man in my life and what is that man for to make me look okay in normal the world. yes okay that's true. Ah, when I so that's him, yeah I felt like so happy in my life and confident and just able to more focus. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like this relieved, relaxed feeling about all the rest of my life, too. Yeah. Um, about about myself. Okay, so I have to find a way to feel like that without that. That's right. Because you are entitled to feeling better about yourself. 
<laughs> I would call that something. I mean, you're losing your peace of mind. And I'm so glad you brought up this example because so many of us uh, can identify with you and can begin to realize that one of the reasons we can't resolve ourselves about our loss is that what we've lost is something deeper than we think we've lost or something else or something that we're not identifying. And we're not dealing uh-huh. with that reality. So uh, you've given yourself a direction to heal and to grow and to be able to feel whatever is a real grief about the loss of a relationship, but without feeling that desperation that so much else is hinging on this that you're right. losing your self-love too. So I'm so glad that you were able to call in today, Anne. <laughs> me too, me too. Yeah, usually I can't. Well, today was the day. <laughs> Thank you. And in the future, if you can't call in, we are going to have this online forum of on yeah. phone and online. And uh, we'll be giving out more information about that as we go on in the next week or two. We'll have a link on our website so you can even see it. So bless Great. you and thanks for calling Inside Out. Thank you so much. Uh, You know, James, it really makes me think about, because when I was talking about the entitlement issue and Helen had talked about the money, which we might come back to her on that, um, I was also wondering about, because you were talking about the loss of capacity, and I wonder if you're ready to take another look at that now, thanks to Anne, and let's find out what you think you're entitled to. And what's really underneath that? Maybe we'll be able to open something up for you. And I haven't forgotten you, Christine. I haven't forgotten your question. We're just not ready to answer it yet. Well, actually, mine is very similar to Christine's, which is uh, as I've gotten older, what I'm losing is my self-image. Mm-hmm. The, the image, the ego identification of me being a certain way, uh, functioning a certain way at a certain level, a certain standard. So there's been some cognitive impairment. There's been physical impairments like the eye surgery I had to have recently, uh, the, the body not doing the things it used to do. Uh, my self-image is taking a big blow. I thought I was going to cruise into old age being able to say, well, 70 is a new 50, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just like 60 was a new 40, uh, like the boomers like to say. And uh, the universe life has uh, brought me to my knees and says, uh-uh, you don't get to cherish those delusions uh, you got to live with reality. And so the, the big loss really has been my self-image uh, and whatever puffed-up sense of uh, self-esteem I got from an image of Mr. Can Do, I can do anything I put my mind to. I've still got it. I've still got the energy, the strength, the capacities, the mentality, all of that. Okay, and I'd like to challenge you with a question, James. Okay. Which yes. is, and... What makes you think that you're entitled to that self-image? Because <laughs> I'm special. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're going to have to look a little bit deeper than that to answer that one. We have just a few minutes left before our second commercial break. And I'm going to call on Elizabeth from Fallbrook while you're cogitating on that. And I haven't forgotten Christine. Okay. Yes, Elizabeth. Hi, thanks for taking the call. Um, I related to Anne, so I really appreciated her calling in. And that fit into um, a realization that I have. I feel like the loss that I'm dealing with is, um, it's almost like 
somehow discovered, like a loss of family, even though I'm in family. Um, but it's like, for instance, like my partner and I, um, he doesn't do well in social function. So there's like a loss that I experience in regards to when I go to a social function when he's there or even when he's not there. Either way, it feels like a loss. And it's like he doesn't function well when we go to a family function of mine, like my blood family, uh, because of his behaviors uh, for whatever reason, whatever, why ever, whatever reason why uh, we have right, to right, right. Right, we're so not here like, to judge you know, that. I can't yeah. have him with my family. Okay, and why do you feel entitled to that? Hmm. Isn't this a fun question? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got to <laughs> go beyond, oh, you know, that's what's expected. Um, why do I feel entitled to that? Yeah. Why do you feel entitled well, to that? Is it related to what your, Anne was going arms? through as well? What's that? Is it related to what Anne was going through with her question? It's it's it has some of that energy to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because so, it's almost like you know. I, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, why do you feel that you have to have a man on your arm at family functions? Why do you feel entitled to that? Well, I mean, it's so expected. Yes. What's the purpose of having him there? Um, well, this to is, show that, okay, I am okay. There's nothing wrong with me. I do have somebody in my life. Yes. He is there to prove a point. <laughs> yeah. About you. <laughs> with your family. And okay. I would bet you that uh, you're afraid of a lot of judgments that your family has had about you. Yeah. Uh, right. And so... He's blowing it for you, Elizabeth. Let's face it. <laughs> I know he's to be mad at him. <laughs> and and okay. exactly. And what's the point of having a man if he doesn't make you look good? I mean, uh-huh. really. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> That's a good one. Isn't it? He's not being Busted. a good trophy trophy partner. Oh, it's there you right. go. He's not a good trophy. Oh goodness. Exactly. So there it is. That's just one more thing that he's doing wrong. Elizabeth, we've got to go because we're going to commercial break. But I Thank love you so your much. call. All right. And I love yourself, your honesty, and I love your sense of humor. Thanks. All right. Love Thank- you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for calling. And now we're going to go to commercial break, but don't go away. Come on back and think about more embarrassing things for yourself, for your own entitlement. be visionary this is the voice america seventh wave channel bring beth into your world in person or via the internet learn how by visiting her website bethgreen.org At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. 
Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there. Welcome back to Inside Out. We're having a what I hope is a fun conversation about how do we deal with loss without lying to ourselves and or pretending or any of that. And, of course, we acknowledge that some losses are really painful and they take some time for us to grieve. But what we're beginning to see is that sometimes we can't get over a loss because actually it's a camouflage for something else. And we've been talking about uh, how we feel entitled to things and when we lose them, that really bothers us. So we have a call from Erica in Escondido, and we still have a question from Christine that I'm going to get to, and we have James on the hook. I have a little something, too, that okay. I had, had a go thought. Go ahead. Should I go ahead? Okay. Yeah, go that, ahead. That regarding the loss of money, that, and I think what it is, is that I'm entitled to self-indulgence. Yes! Um, <laughs> and that... It was because of kind of a childhood feeling of never getting my needs met and seeing everyone around me using self-indulgence as a cover-up for not getting their needs met. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That came to my mind. but I think that's excellent. That's very close in a way to what happened to our caller, Anne, who was uh, trying to make herself look like a normal person by having a man on her arm. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so you're looking for, okay, self-indulgence is the way out of the pain of the misery of my childhood, and I'm entitled to it. It's really interesting when we feel entitled to something we never had. So yes. uh, let's try Erica again. Erica, are you there this time? I am here. Is this better? Can you hear me? We certainly can. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, we had a marvelous, incredible discussion this weekend about self-centeredness, and I... I got to see so clearly how I feel so entitled to being the center of the universe, my universe, and everyone else's. Yes. So, um, giving up that entitlement, it. I want to give up. I you know I don't want to give it up. I I expect that I can impact other people in a negative way and not get any negative feedback about it. You know they. Oh yeah. Yes. They should tell me nicely. Oh, oh, Erica, you know, could could you try that a little differently or could you <laughs> please just, you know. <laughs> so, um boy, it takes a little bruising to give up this entitlement stuff. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. it. I think it was great for me. I I I'm entitled to um doing things on my own time. Regardless of how it impacts other people. Absolutely. Um, you know, spending my and money in the way I choose to spend my money, regardless of, you know, the way it would really impact or benefit anyone else. 
Yes. Well, I, I think the list is pretty endless uh, that I it live is. in a world where I am the center. It, it is. And when we don't get what we're, we're entitled to, we feel like someone has taken something away from us. Like I am, you are deprived, deprived <laughs> of the love and support that you are so entitled to. In fact, everybody has had this experience when, let's say, uh, somebody has really, really, really done you wrong, and then they look at you innocently and say, "I'm entitled to your unconditional love and support." <laughs> really. I've lost your love and support here, and that's no fun. Well, I love that. Thanks so much, Erica, for bringing us that piece of wisdom. And now I feel like we're going to go straight back to Christine's question because, oh, my God, as usual, the time is slipping away on Inside Out. So if you recall, what Christine said was um, she's been losing a role or position Uh, of being the good one, the good worker, and the good whatever. And uh, maybe people were aware of her weaknesses, but she's certainly more aware of them now. And what she's gaining is training and learning and development, but what she's losing is people coddling her. So, uh, Christine, when you hear this show, I think that um, you can laugh about this. I think that what's underneath all of this is that what you're losing is the right to be coddled. And so the question that I would ask you is, where did you get the idea that you had the right to be coddled? Not cuddled. I think we do have the right to be coddled. (laughs) But coddled. So think about that for a moment. Helen, are you there? Yes. Okay. Do you have, can you, because you're intuitive... See if you can intuit what our uh, our writer, uh, our, you know, our, our um, participant on the from our audience, Christine. What would she say if I asked her? Um, where did what you get the, the yeah the yeah. sense that she had a right to be coddled, entitled? Well, it's perfect that she follows. Uh, I think Erica and myself in that you know we're both talking about that was childhood of, of not being coddled um, makes us feel like we, we have the right to overindulge in some other way, whether it's doing whatever we want or whatever. And I think Christine was coddled. Mm-hmm. That's my sense, is that she mm-hmm. was coddled as a child mm-hmm. and feels continuing... Entitlement. You know, con- <laughs> that's right, continuing entitlement. Isn't that fascinating? I think what you're saying is absolutely right. And Christine, are you laughing? She is. Um, I think that what this is rounding out uh, the picture is showing us that we feel entitled to things we never had. And we feel entitled to things that we had and lost. And we feel entitled to things that are going to make us look good, make us feel comfortable. And this is going to bring us back to you, James. Did you get mm, another intimation of why you might feel entitled to these capacities or, to put it more bluntly, to a better self-image? Several things have come to mind for me. Uh, One is the easy one, which is uh, my father was very physically fit, 
throughout his 70s, so why can't I? I've got his genetic mm-hmm. makeup to a high degree. I have a right to that. I have a right to that. If somebody right. else can have that, I have a right to that too. <laughs> yes. Especially right. since I have his genes. Really? So there we are. So yes. how dare the universe give me a different hand, a raw deal, as it were. And then <laughs> the other thing that... Like, yes. What's the, the other, other thing, thing that occurs to me on a deeper level yes. is uh, ever since my brother was born a year after me, mm-hmm. I've always felt I had to be better than. Yes. And I can't lose my competitive edge. I've got to be yes. better than. Yes. And all of a sudden, with these infirmities showing up, what the... That, that can't be. I mean, I've got to be better than in order to compensate for the, the feelings of uh, inadequacy. Of, uh, well, to, let's, if we could just uh, maybe reframe that slightly because okay. we're talking about loss. When your brother was born, you lost the position of being the youngest child. Yes. Well. And the object of attention. You're entitled. That's your position. My position. That is your position, and you're entitled to it, and you're entitled to get all the perks that go along with that. And so there's a seething resentment Mm -hmm. uh, underneath it that your position, yours, was taken away from you by this guy. And so now take this one step further. So if if your position was stolen from you by this other guy, then what? Then I feel like the universe owes it to me to give it back Mm. or compensate me for it. So if you can't get it for being younger, you're going to get it for being better. Older. Better. Better. Yeah. And better is all at well, you know when we're young. Older is kind of better, <laughs> is the right. sense that you're more. But <laughs> what happens when we start aging? All of a sudden, older is not better. Older right. starts to get worse. <laughs> and where's so, my better? I think this would be. I think this would be real fun if we did a little healing exercise right here. And James, we're going to let you stick your head in the news for all of us. And we want you to throw a little temper tantrum and tell your mother that you are entitled, 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 entitled to be coddled and cuddled and everything and to be the apple of her eye. And and that's it. And you're entitled. That's right. I am entitled to be in the favored position. I'm entitled to receive all the benefits that life can give. I'm entitled not to be displaced by somebody else, but to have the best that life can give. I'm, I'm, I should get all the attention, all the benefits, and that's all there is to it. That's right. And anything else is a downright dirty deal. Absolutely right. All right. Now, everybody out there, can we all do this at the same time? I think we can. Everybody, if you can connect to what you feel entitled to, just give it a just do the best you can. And what you feel you're entitled to and the anger you have about losing it and just kind of let it surface and blow it out of the water here. So we're going to hear everybody is yelling at once. Helen, you can do yours. James, you can do yours. Everybody out in the audience, do yours at the same time. We all have about a minute. To I'm angry. I'm upset. Okay. I'm not getting what I want. I'm not getting what I deserve. I deserve the best. I deserve all the good stuff. What's I going deserve on attention. 
Attention. I, just, I deserve attention. I deserve attention. <laughs> oh, me, 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 I deserve me, 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 me. I'm the smartest. I'm entitled to everything. I'm smart. I'm I don't efficacious. care if I'm as smart as you. I'm, I, I still deserve attention. I'm, I'm here. I, I'm, I'm good. Better. I deserve it. I deserve all the good stuff that life can Look bring. Look what I've lost because I paid of, my dues. I have. I'm entitled. Me now. too. I had four kids after me, not just <laughs> you know one little brother. I had four after me. So there. I'm really entitled. <laughs> yeah, but you got to be the older sister, and you got to be the one to get boss the other ones around. Uh, that was me. Poor compensation. Poor compensation. I'm still entitled. Exactly. So now that we've told them, now let's take a look at what it is that we think we've lost. And it could even be as something as deep and painful as the loss of a parent. For instance, like who said you're entitled to parenting from the time you're a child? Who said you're entitled to have somebody take care of you for your entire life? Where did that one come from? Take care of you. So that's another example. So what else do we lose? We lose our teeth. Well, who said we were entitled to live this long? (laughs) You know, if we didn't live this damn long, we wouldn't be losing our teeth. (laughs) We would have lost our lives long before. Anything else you want to throw at me? Throw something at me. Some other great loss. Come on, guys. We only have like two minutes left. Give a lover. Me a, a lover. A child. Uh, I've money. Lost. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Appreciation. Get, get, get a child who appreciates the parent and all the good stuff okay, the parent has Okay, I have lost the child who appreciates the parent. Well, I definitely don't have a right to that. That is like ludicrous because children were not designed to make us feel better. The loss of a lover... Uh, did you really? If you really love them, are you happy to let them go? Do you need a lover, or do you need to love? And a loss of money. Well, most of us didn't earn that money anyway. Ooh, loss how of could health. you possibly say Dis- that? Disability. Loss of, loss of physical functioning. It's um, you're not entitled to health. You know, I hate to tell you this. It's a, it's a gift. Anyway, everybody's probably <laughs> mad at me now. It's okay. We've run out of time. Send your nasty emails to me. Helen, tell us what's coming up next week. Gladly. Next week is going to be a really fun one because I think, anyway, because my home has always been really uh, important to me. So it's your home, haven or hell, and what you can do about it. You know, what? whether you've made the perfect little individual nest with all your special decorating and now you're alone and feel lonely or whether your house is full of a a great spouse or a not so great spouse and a bunch of children or a roommate we're going to look next time at how does it feel are you lonely are you driven crazy by the chaos around you is your place spotless and and you feel like it's sterile or is it a mess are are you dreading coming home every day to the chaos or the negative partner or or being alone do you have unspoken resentments that are getting in the way are there lifestyle differences you don't know how to talk about you know we've all had probably many of these different scenarios and we're going to take a real focused look and see what we can do to make our homes a sanctuary that nurture us. Right, and not because we're entitled, but because we work our little asses off to make them that way, right? That's right. Okay, all hate mail comes to Beth at (laughs) bethgreen.org. Love it. Love doing Inside Out. Look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, this is Beth Green. 
Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.